Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Kelly S., that's with an E-Y, and I am Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Today is Friday, July 20th, 2018. Today, we're reading from the big book, and we are on page 85. We're on the second paragraph. It says, much has already been said, dot, 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 and we're going to be reading and uh, commenting on that one paragraph. So today's readers are 12 Steps, Lori W., 12 Traditions, Anne Marie M., and our readers of the text, Madeline R., Deborah E., and Mary B. Uh, The reference numbers for Thursday, yesterday, July 19th, 2018, are at the 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 11682, 11682, and the 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 11684, 11684. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, quote, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, end quote. At a vision for you, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So I will now ask Lori W. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Kelly. This is Lori W., Recover Compulsive Overeater, living in Atlanta, Georgia. Happy to share with my siblings spiritual siblings at 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, we were powerless over food, that our lives had become, we admitted that we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us 
and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service today, family, and I pass. Well, thank you so much, Lori W. And I will now ask Anne Marie M. to read our 12 traditions. Good morning, Anne Marie. Good morning. This is Anne Marie M., a grateful, compulsive overeater. One, the 12 traditions that I'll read is anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group consciousness. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you for allowing me to do service. Well, thank you, Anne-Marie, for doing service, your service. So how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So, today we're, uh, where are we, page 85, we're on the second paragraph. Much has already been said, and we are going to be reading and commenting on that one paragraph, and I'm going to ask Madeline R. to get us started. Good morning, Madeline. Good morning. Thank you. This is Madeline R., Recovered Compulsive Heater here in Pennsylvania. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, 
and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God conscious. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense, but we must go further, and that means more action. Um, I think that this book is certainly a textbook, and I was taught that it's a textbook by those who have gone before me. And as we go through this, oh, I'm going to set my timer here. It's important for me to realize that the important points <laughs> are driven home over and over and over. And so having that, it's time for me to look at this paragraph and ask myself several questions just to take the paragraph almost and turn it into a question. Much has already been said about this higher power thing, about this strength, about this experience, about this direction that I need to seek. Do I believe that? Have I looked over my notes and have I remembered all of that? Have I looked through the book and seen where all of that was listed and highlighted and circled? Um, also, I have these senses. I can feel, I can see, I can touch. Okay, now I have this additional sense that's coming into my life. It's something I can't put my hands quite on. I can't describe it. That's my God consciousness. Do I feel that's coming into me? You know, do I think that this is the sixth sense that's coming to me that's just something I've never experienced before? Like the time I say something and I look to my right and look to my left, look behind me and find out, did I really say that? Because it's uncharacter of me to say that. Yet my higher power is so much in my life that I'm working with my higher power in all my affairs. And then I'd like to go back to page 53 in We Agnostics. We're down there on the second paragraph on the page. It says, when we became alcoholics crushed by a self-imposed crisis, we could not postpone or evade. We had to fearlessly face the proposition that either God is everything or else he is nothing. God either is or isn't. What was our choice to be? And we remember when we went through that, that that was our step to choice it's probably the last choice we had to make because once we went in there and we surrendered in our third step it's not about the choice anymore we've already made the choice we've made the decision we made the choice not another resolution i will i might maybe i will i promise to and in 15 minutes after midnight not doing it we've already made the decision and so now it's about asking for direction Yes, we ask directions from our sponsor. We ask directions from fellow travelers. Um, we listen to this meeting every day. And we do seek to hear and know the direction of others and how they're working the program. Yet there's more direction that's to be sought. And the one that will always be available, that will always answer the phone, that will never tell us they're too busy, that will return our calls, is our higher power. And keeping that in mind, there is no choice. We've already made the choice that we now will take further action, whatever that is. And so, again, we stand at this crossroads. We're at the stand, you know, we're at that starting point. Which way are we going to go? 
And that's where we will go into step 11. We've already received, it gets difficult here because we've already received some of the nine step premises. Those can come and go. Though we've received the 10 step promises now, many of us have. Dale, okay, I'm not going to my laurels here. Yes. Oops. I am here. Can you hear me? I can. Hello? Okay, I don't know what happened. I'm just wrapping. I'm so sorry. So now it's time for me to continue on that and seek to know and do God's will a little bit better in my life through step 11. So here we go, starting uh, uh, tomorrow, this, uh, next week, this is where we start. But for today, that decision is already made. We've made the choice. And now we Fine. go further into action. Thank you so much for letting me share. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you for sharing. Okay, so again, um, we are on page 85, second paragraph. Much has already been said. Who wants to share? Madam. Kim G. Janice PM. Wow. Craig S. This is like too easy, guys. This is your chance. Not a cluster F here. Nancy P. Nancy P. Lisa J. All right, well, let's just stop there. Here's who I have. Matt M., Kim G., Janice PM., Craig F., Nancy P., and Lisa J. So if you guys can all remute your phone, press star 1. Started out with Matt M., followed by Kim G. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Kelly. Yes, thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M. I'm over here from New Jersey. If we carefully follow directions, we have a dentist sense of flow of the spirit into us. I've been following directions not very long of any sponsor, but I don't know what it is about this time going around, but I feel differently. I feel light, lighter in spirit, lighter in my faith and feel stronger. I don't feel like I'm white knuckling in this time. You know, it's been today, day 10, and I don't feel like the, day, the days have just flew by. It, every day seems like it's getting easier. It doesn't mean that things aren't going to happen. I'm not going to be challenged, but I, I feel, part of me feels that I really I can handle anything that comes my way. I've already been to a bar with food that was there. I've already I've gone to a restaurant this Saturday. I already talked to my sponsor about what I'm going to eat. I'm already have, taking faith in this program that I can work, and I have faith in my sponsor. I'm starting to have faith in myself, but this can work, you know, if I follow, if I follow the direction that I Facebook, which I'm doing with my sponsor. You know, we haven't gotten to the, 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 the four through nine yet, but we're working our way there, and uh, I feel safe. I feel, for the first time, I'm feeling safe and protected, which I didn't feel before. I always felt some kind of, excuse me, some kind of distance between myself and God and higher power, and uh, I'm starting to feel closer to it day by day, and it's a great feeling. I don't feel so alone in the world. You know, um, I'm starting to become God conscious. It's a sick, it really is a sixth sense, and... Um, Hopefully, when I get through the steps, I can have that connection, that close connection that I want with the higher power so I can move on in my life and go on to bigger and better things. I'm grateful that I have this opportunity to get well. Because not everybody gets this. I've had so many chances. Like, I've had, like, nine lives more than twice over. So I'm very grateful for this chance to get well, that I have this opportunity. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Matt M. Next up, Kim G., followed by Janice PM. Good morning, Kim. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G. 
if we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of the spirit into us. You know, I got a meeting last night with one of my AA's um, mentors, and he said something that really hit me. He, he's helping a um, rehab startup, so that are starting different rehabs up and down the East Coast, and they're asking him questions like, you know, well, well, we want this to be really 12-step based, and he says, well, what 12 steps are you interested in? And they look at him like he's weird. Like, what do you mean? He says, well, there's different steps. We're like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, are you talking about the steps on the wall, the ones that everyone tries to work that have no direction? Are you talking about the steps of opinions of people in the room where people are just saying BS, basically, and saying that there's steps? Or are you talking about the steps that are in the specific, precise directions in this book? And I thought to me, wow, like that, that really hit me why for 17 years I was in and out of relapse. Because you see, what I would say is I've been in and out of program for 17 years. That was over seven years ago. I've been recovering now for seven years. But what I realized now that what I was saying was I'm in and out of the fellowship. Because what I would do is I, what, what way was I working? You know, for many years, I was working OA to diet program where I was worshiping a food plant. And then I would come back from a relapse and I would work OA the group support program where it was kind of like junior therapy trying to figure ourselves out. And then I would come back and even I'd work away, which was years of self-discipline, which is just working the tools. And let me tell you what the result was, was temporary respite. But when I was down, when I, when I hit my bottom, which I think is a weird word, you know, I, when I did these steps specifically and precisely that were in the book, the original 12 steps, I recovered. And I've had seven and a half years now of living happy, joyous, and free, net, have not compulsively written seven and a half years, and have been had the obsession removed. And that makes me think of Dr. Silkworth wrote an article about relapse. And he was saying, you know, with other diseases, if someone has high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, nobody is surprised when someone stops taking their medicine, stops taking them in the direction of what their doctor tells them to do, that they have a relapse because they have this chronic condition they're not treating. But yet with addiction, when addicts stop taking their prescription, which is the 12 steps, stop taking the treatment, everyone is shocked when they relapse. And that's what we're getting into now. What is my daily treatment? Yes, I've had a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps. The symptoms of my compulsive overreading have been removed. My allergies not being triggered. My obsessions removed. But if I don't take the continuing treatment, which is 10, 11, and 12, which, you know, spoiler alert, is basically 1 through 12, it's going to be no surprise if I relapse. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Kim G., for that share. <clears throat> and next up, Janice PM, followed by Craig F. Good morning, Janice. And good morning to you, and good morning to my my fellows, my family. Um yeah, what a what a miracle, you know. It's not a magic trick here. There's no magic. It's not, these steps are no like it happens to I would say everyone if we follow. If I'm this is just my experience. If I follow and I am obedient to this process, it's the only way I can get by and and the funny part of it I didn't have to I received these gifts. I received this. You know, we have five senses. But now we're crossing over. We've already had, most of us have had a, well, have had a spiritual 
awakening as the result of these steps, even though that's step 12. Um, but, you know, it's, it's now we're growing. We're not just maintaining. We're growing every day. There's always a new experience, no matter what situation you're in. And when you're here at this step, you know, the foundation we've gone through, you know, step 10, but it's every day that we're doing step 10 that we can get into uh, a God-conscious state. Otherwise, we're going to be completely blocked. <laughs> There's no way that we can be in this God-conscious state, this sixth sense, this sixth sense, if we do not practice that step 10. That's why they say step 10, 11, and 12 is the growth steps. Okay, so if, 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 that means a condition, have I carefully followed the directions? Have I not picking up the food and circumstances, whether it's death, whether it's marriage, whether it's illness? Uh, no, you know, I'm still powerless. Have I done a 10th step? Am I aware of all these things that, you know, I couldn't be a little bit restless, not because I, I, I'm eating, but restless with circumstances, with the buildup of emotions? I've got to do the 10th step. And this brings me into that God, that God conscious state. But of course, you know, we're here and, um, you know, we have to grow more. That doesn't mean, okay, I'm all set now. Um, we talked about complacency. Uh, it's just another day. I only have a day, daily reprieve. Um, I hope I'm not talking crazy. Um, we have begun. He says here, we have begun. Everything is a beginning, a new day, a new beginning of our spiritual growth. And, you know, when you're here and you feel that God-conscious state, um, it, 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 it's, and, and guess what? We receive it. We receive it. And now we go into more action. We're not stopped here because, like I said, every day is a new day. And, again, if we don't attend the 10th step, and get rid of the fear and resentment. And please, yeah, good. I'm glad I'm looking at the time. Thank you so much. And I pass. Thank you so much, Janice PM. Next up, my fellow Oki friend, Craig F., followed by Nancy P. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, fellow Oki friend. How are you this morning? <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. Yes, you are. Okay. My name is Craig F. I'm recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, this paragraph, uh, this is the transition paragraph, of course, between steps 10 and 11, acts as an intro to 11. And um, one of the things that I notice right away is that uh, uh, that it's basically it's telling us that we've uh, uh, only begun. We have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. Uh, in other words, uh, uh, you know, we're not about to graduate here. This isn't our senior year. This is uh, telling us that we've had some basic training now, and we're ready to move into combat. You know, we're uh, um, we're we are uh, we we've begun to flow to census flow uh, to God uh, of God's spirit, uh, and but we're going to go further. The uh, the other thing that I, I notice is that uh, 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 that if we've carefully f followed God's directions, 
to some extent we began. You know, I, I what I'm thinking about here is that um, back in uh, uh, step three, back in on, on page 62, um, we read that uh, we couldn't reduce our own self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. Uh, in other words, I'm not just powerless over food. I, I'm powerless over my character defects. And that those character defects, those things that, uh, you know, we're, we've been out of the food for a while here by the time we get to this point. Um, but those character defects um, are uh, stubborn, you know. Of course, one of them is being stubborn, I guess. But, um, you know, I, I uh, try as I might, uh, I couldn't stay uh, abstinent. I couldn't stay on a diet before I got to this program. I couldn't stay on a diet without God's help. I couldn't uh, control my eating without God's help. But I also uh, couldn't control my character defects without God's help. My my self-centeredness, my selfishness, my resentments got in the way. Now, you know, I made an initial effort at clearing that stuff up. I cleared up the grosser handicaps, they say. Uh, you know, I, I made the, all the amends I knew to make and, and uh, you know, I surrendered and uh, the best I could surrender. And so, therefore, I began to feel the flow of God's, uh, God's spirit into me. But uh, we have to go further. And, and that having to go further is going to tell us this daily action is, is necessary, uh, this living in the recovery is necessary you know you don't just take basic training and go home and say I was a soldier I guess you you know you you take the training you you go to school you do whatever you need to do and then you begin to practice it and you practice it in all your affairs so that uh, good so that the recovery uh, becomes uh, solid and grows and you grow and with that I'll pass thanks thank you so much Craig for your share Next up, Nancy P., followed by Lisa J. Good morning, Nancy. Hi, can I be heard? You can. Okay, great. Thanks for letting me share. I wasn't going to, but no one was jumping in, and nature pours a vacuum. So, anyways, I feel like, you know, all this is where the rubber hits the road. You know, if we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. So that's, that's a promise, you know, an if statement. Um, and I have carefully followed directions. My sponsor cracked the whip and I jumped and, you know, I followed directions and I did it all. But it's all predicated on all the things went, that went before, especially for me, God is everything or he is nothing. You know, I've had some catastrophes in my life. And um, about 15 years ago, I had one that seemed to me to burn everything away and to leave that one fact. And... Um, you know, I did not realize that life could get worse. So um, now I was forced into, you know, really doing the work. And I can say that I was listening to a special edition the other day, and it was about talking about, you know, getting in touch with God and, you know, the difference between um, the, you know, lightning strike that Bill had and, me and many others like me that didn't have that for decades. I, you know, 
I thought, I'm never going to get it. And so I never did get it. And then when I started this process in vision, I said this before, I thought, I said to my sponsor, I don't know about this God thing because I don't really believe in God and, or, you know, don't really know about it. And she said not to worry about it because I haven't had a spiritual awakening. And she was pretty matter of fact about it. And, and, you know, so I progressed and then I did have an, an, I became awake. I woke up, I opened my eyes, but what has happened since then to now and continues to happen on a daily basis as others have shared is that yes, my feet, my, you know, my roots have grasped new soil, but not just that they have thickened and gotten stronger these roots and the, and the, the, the strength and the power that the roots have, you know, flows upward, you know, and into the rest of me. Um, um, so that I, my spiritual awareness, my, you know, my awakening, my spiritual experience has gotten deeper and richer and stronger. Um, and so, you know, I'm all for this extra work because, you know, all these times in my life before that, um, I had thought, oh, you know, I used to go to big book meetings and say, can you imagine having to write, actually write every single thing you've ever done down? Good thing I don't have to do that. And guess where I stayed? And, you know, and, you know, I, I confronted one secret at a time and I confronted one thing at a time. And, you know, it's like the couch that was um, disguised as a closet, you know, one thing at a time, I got rid of everything. And, um, and now I'm, I'm free, you know, I'm, I'm, I can, I can go forth, you know, I can, because I have this God consciousness, because it's not just second nature anymore. It's time. It's, um, it's vital and, and it's there and I have it. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Nancy P. And next up is Lisa J. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. This is Lisa J. Recovered Compulsive Eater from Michigan. So grateful for your service this morning and everyone's shares so far. So this has already brought me through step 10, and I've gotten rid of so much junk in my life. I can feel that flow of the spirit. I can feel that flow of whatever I thought it was, and I'm still in that process of developing. You know, it says that um, we must, we have begun to develop this vital sixth sense. And when that happens, people start to notice that. Like when I first came on this line, I would hear people talk. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to have what they have, you know. And people start sort of gravitating toward that energy. And in that sense, I have to go back to that for that previous paragraph, you know, I can really rest on my own laurels and think, wow, you know, this is pretty good. I'm doing my 10th step now and, you know, feeling pretty good about the way things are going. And then all of a sudden, if I don't be careful, you know, I'm headed for trouble if I'm not going to develop that spirituality any further because that's what's got me this far. I can't just ignore that part. And that's why the book says, you know, it means more action. I have to go further. I have to remember that it's only a daily reprieve for this 24 hours that I'm recovered. I'm not recovered. Okay, I'm recovered. I'm good. I can help everybody else, but not worry about my own program. And so I think that's the danger for me. My ego gets in there and thinks that I'm pretty special now that I've got this flow of the spirit and, you know, things are going pretty good. And I have to remember that I only have it for today. I'm just as good as I was the day that I walked through this door. I am desperate for God. I am desperate for that psychic change. I am desperate for my ego to stop seeking that sense of ease and comfort through food. And if I forget that, I mean, on dangerous ground. So I need to go forward to these steps and remember where I came from and remember how desperate I was the day I walked in. 
And that's what helps me keep taking more action and keeps me coming back with that I'll pass. Thank you, Lisa J., for your share. Okay, so in case you're just joining us or don't remember, which tends to be my problem most of the time, we are in the big book. Uh, that part's easy to remember. Page 85, second paragraph. Much has already been said, and that's the paragraph we're on. So who wants to share on that? Katie G. from Boston. Roz this is Larry. Larry Melissa C. Okay, hang on. Richard B. Okay, uh, okay, stop. Hang on one sec. I have to talk faster than I can write, but that I can even write and read it. Katie G, Richard, um, I don't know your last initial, Raj G, Larry, Melissa C, Jeanette, I think it was. Um, all right, anybody else? Well, let's just stop there. So that's our lineup. Um, if everybody can remute star one, so we'll have a nice quiet meeting, starting with Katie G, followed by Richard. You're up, Katie. Good morning, Good morning. Kelly. Hello. Good morning, my fellows. Katie G, recovered. <laughs> Excuse me, compulsive reader, anorexic and bulimic in Boston. And I've been thinking about this line, this vital sixth sense. So in healthcare, you know, what are vital signs? My vital signs are my heartbeat. You know, they're my respiration rate. They're the things that give me life. So they're telling me that God is giving me life. God consciousness is giving me life. And I've been pausing to think about that. You know, when I was in the food, I wasn't even aware that my heart was beating. I, I mean, I'm not kidding. Like I, when I was bulimic, the only time I was aware that I had a respiration rate was when I was so, you know, bulimic that I, my, you know, um, the world started to spin. And then in recovery and as a recovered woman, I can still use like my will controlling and chaos creating and um, to not slow down, to not go to God, to not work on beginning this vital sixth sense. And what's different for me today is like I used to drive a snowplow and and snowplow all, not literally, although that would be really cool. I would drive a snowplow and I would snowplow all of you, like if you were in my way, to get my knowledge, to get my strength, to get my inspiration, to get my direction, to get what I want. And today, you know, there's a lot going on in my life too, right? Like we all have stuff. But what I'm working on today is like yesterday, I, um, I felt myself starting to spin, you know, like, thank you, God, I'm entirely abstinent today and connected with my breath. And I felt myself starting to arrange the lights and the scenery and the ballet. And I just stopped. <clears throat> I just stopped. And I took 20 minutes and I was like, this does not need to be solved today, KDG. You do not need to be in charge of this because you have a God and, and your God is going to give you your marching orders. And the most important question I ask God every day is, God, if I go to do this, are you coming with me? Like, are we going to do this together? You know, and sometimes people say, oh, this is so much work. But I don't know. Like, I spent a lot of time and energy eating and starving and binging and counting my calories and paying money. Like, this is like, pardon the expression, a piece of cake, right? Like, it was really hard to be a compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic. It was a lot of work <clears throat> and a lot of energy. So this is like an easier, softer way, but it does mean practicing the willingness to bear discomfort, practicing the willingness to pause 
and say, God, <clears throat> I'm spinning out of control, <clears throat> excuse me, and I'm, I'm going into the future. You know, and as, as my teachers have so taught me again today, like, am I following the directions? Like, am I saying, okay, God, my purpose is to serve you today. What does that mean? <clears throat> God, sit on my tongue this morning when I want to lash out. Sit on my tongue when I want to tell people what to do and help me be connected. I'll just close with this, Kelly. Help me be connected so that I may truly experience this vital life-giving consciousness. Because if I don't and I go back, it's either food or God. What's my choice to be? So I'm going to keep God willing for today. Keep growing with all of you. And with that, I pass. Well, thank you so much, Katie G. Next up, Richard, followed by Raj G. Richard, what's your initial of your last name? Thank you, Kelly. My name is Richard B. And if somebody could time, if you could time me, please. I'll do it. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Richard B., a grateful recovered compulsive overeater in Cork, Ireland. Um, I wasn't initially going to share, but then another member was talking about how to use the steps in the book rather than the steps on the wall. And um, it got me thinking back to when I was in a treatment center and um, I pulled out what was my action plan from that treatment center when I was in, um, sorry, when I went into the living room just now. And it was really an action plan how, how to fail for me, how to relapse. Because there is no mention of God in it at all. There is no mention of the higher power. And like number one on it was maintain a healthy eating plan. Well, wonderful. Yes, we're supposed to do that. Attend at least three OA meetings a week and continue to work the 12 steps. But there was nothing in there about where those 12 steps came from. And as we said, you know, about following the steps as is laid out in this wonderful book. Another thing was on there was take up a hobby. You know, a hobby... Yeah, I need to be doing something in my life. I don't need to be isolating. But there, that was number nine on the list. And like the very bottom thing is, if I am in crisis, I will ask for help by attending an OA meeting and calling my sponsor. There's nothing in there about praying to a loving higher power. And, <clears throat> you know, that I, I did inventory on that in the past. It, it brought up a resentment for the fact that I, I hadn't been working the program, I hadn't been taught to work the program um, as was laid out and it caused me years of relapse and I am so grateful now that I continue to do that work as it says in this paragraph, there is more work and there is always more work. This is a journey, it doesn't have a destination but there are lots of stops on the way and I'm really grateful to have been having had this spiritual awakening and one of those spiritual awakening for me was to read this book and to finally understand it and with that I will pass thank you thank you so much Richard B next up Roz G followed by Larry K good morning Roz good morning my name is Roz G and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Los Angeles County and so um I decided to go ahead and Google the five senses, sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch. And I was born with all those. I can see and smell and hear and touch things. Um, I don't have, you know, uh, fortunately, and thank you, God, you know, I was born to be able to to do all those things. 
Um, and so here we have a sixth cent, a sixth cents. And uh, in the by uh, the big book, uh, it's a God consciousness. It's it's a spiritual sense. And um, if I have taken the directions, as it says here, um, then I'll be able to to receive that sixth sense. You know, it doesn't come automatically like my 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 vital senses are already in that, you know work. And so I'm a, I'm an avid gardener. I'm a I'm an amateur gardener, but I really love it. And uh, I prefer to you know take the hose and water my vegetables every day. And if there's a kink in the hose, which you know if I buy a cheap hose, there's a kink in the hose, and you know the water is not going to flow easily. And if I develop kinks throughout the day, then the spiritual um, sense, that sixth sense does not flow within me. So I have to use what I've heard said in the rooms is that spiritual GPS and and get out the kinks. Kinks like anger, like resentment, like jealousy, like fear. And then when I get those kinks out, when I iron those kinks out, the flow, it's, I have this beautiful flow of God consciousness. And it's, it's a spirit of, it's his spirit. And I'm able to, to, to water, water my, my life, water other people's lives so that they can sense that flow and that they can grow. And it does, it does, um, it's like the dimmer switch, which, you know, I've been taught. It's something that comes uh, organically. And for me, it's been a process slowly. And uh, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Raj G. Next up, Larry K. followed by Melissa C. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Kelly. Thanks for your service. Appreciate that. You know, the... um, as we're reading this morning, you know, it occurs to me that what I'm learning in, in reading this is that, you know, that my vision begins to sharpen. It begins to sharpen. I, I begin to gain more clarity through the lens of spiritual transformation. I'm developing a new lens, and it's an unfolding process for me. I've got to do the work. This is a, no question we hear action after action after action. And for me, this, this spiritual transformation is one of infinite connection. In fact, the very word is, is derived from a Latin term. It, to bind together, the connections are among us as humans, you know, with a body and a soul and the universe and ultimately with my creator. And this theme, this theme, the spiritual theme runs throughout this book. It's what this book is about. There's nothing that talks about food. Very little that talks about alcohol, really. What I found through these actions was a, was a creator, a God, a, a higher power of mercy and hope that was something outside of me. And I didn't need to have a faith that battles with science, battles with me, battles with you. No, none of that. And I had to acknowledge, you know, kind of that if, if the electricity is not flowing, you know, to my appliance, I don't blame the appliance. I don't blame the electrical outlet. 
working, but I acknowledge that it's not plugged in. Something, something's not right. The power's not flowing. There's no blame. This program has allowed me to find a God of mercy, not necessarily a God of justice, but a God of mercy. I didn't deserve what happened to me, I can assure you. It wasn't, uh, I didn't earn an A, didn't earn an A in this class, but it happened nonetheless for me. It was, it was actions. There was, there was some, there was some moral psychology. It talks about that. There, there, there was some, some change in who I am, my values and the person I am and my connection to my higher power. There had to be a change. The whole process is change after change after action after action. And I change more so that I don't view the world through the same perceptive lens that I used to. I don't. And uh, the bleep storm comes. It comes for you and for me. It's either in your life now or it's on its way. That's okay. We still have a program. We're bound together. Language of the heart. With that, I pass. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you so much, Larry Kay. Next up, Melissa C., followed by Jeanette. Good morning, Melissa. Hi. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you so much for your service. It's Melissa C., recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And um, so, you know, in in step two, like, we're promised that this will come. And, like, I had a big confusion for a long time. I thought, um, and I and I've come across a lot of people who've had that thought that, when you get to step two, they're like, well, I don't have any understanding of God, or I don't have a, you know, I don't believe in God. I don't have, and, you know, and so we're not, we're not given that, you know, like an awareness, an awakening, a consciousness of God in our lives at step two, but we're assured it's going to come. And, and here's where, here's where it comes, you know, and so like consciousness is this awareness and um, an awakeness, um, I'm able to perceive God. And I can feel, you know, I can feel God's direction now, and and I can hear it, you know. And, um, and, and I think, like, the food is quiet, you know. That's, like, a big part. So that, like, that noise, that constant static in my ear, it's not there. The screaming is gone. And, you know, my resentments, my fears, all that stuff, that's also, it's been quieted. You know, those were the things that were blocking me from hearing this. And um, and my guilt, the things that I have, um, the things that I've done, you know, those are quiet now too. So those are the other obstacles that have been removed from me having um, the ability to hear what's always been there. You know, like I heard somebody say one time, and I just thought it was so so clever. Um, she focused um, on strength, inspiration, and direction, and she called her higher power Sid, you know, for strength, inspiration, and direction. And I found, like, um, this, like, higher power, he doesn't come to me now in the 11th step. Um, he's always been there. Like, this guy, Sid... My in my like intuitive feeling, if I think back, it has been there my entire life. Like even from a very little girl, I remember being in situations where something didn't feel quite right or something felt like I should be doing it, moving in that direction. 
only I blotted it out with my worldly clamors, with food, with, uh, you know, people pleasing, with all sorts of things. And now I'm at a point where I constantly seek him. I'm always looking to hear him and, and feel his presence in my life. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Next up is Jeanette. I didn't get your last initial. Yeah, hi. It's Jeanette S. as in Sam. Thank you. You're up. You're welcome. Yeah, um, recovered in Maybrook, New York. So what this paragraph means to me is um, I've done, you know, lots been said about receiving strength, uh, inspiration, and direction. <clears throat> and I got my inspiration strength and direction from the big book, from this book. And um, so what this paragraph means to me is that I've started to have a personality change uh, sufficient to recover and that it has just started. You know, those neural pathways of my old behavior in my mind, in my brain, I mean, not my mind, my brain, are really big and really thick and really strong, and it's really easy to go down that old pathway. And this paragraph tells me that I'm, got an, I'm developing a new pathway here and that um, if I have followed the directions, I begin to sense that I have a choice now. I have a different way of going, a different option, um, a different way of living my life. <clears throat> And I have become um, aware and awake. Um, and so, you know, since I've, this has started to happen, I've begun to develop this, this other way of moving um, that, I, that in order to keep, keep that pathway getting larger and to shrink the old pathway, I have to go further. That means I have more action. I have to continue, <clears throat> like it says in step 10, continue to use those new, new pathways, to, to continue to have this new awareness of how to be on this planet. Um, and it's, for me, it's about, it is about science, and it's about energy, and it's about... Um, you know, it's physics. And so if I continue to use the habits that I have developed, um, you know, it says, you know, develop, begun to develop this, this way of being, um, then I can, you know, really have a really good shot at living a better life and living with this uh, uh, expanded awareness. It was very narrow and very shrunken and very isolated awareness um, of everything around me, um, of, the, of you know, cause and effect and how this planet actually works. So if I want to stay in this condition, this personality change, thank you, then I need to have further... Go further and means more action. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jeanette S. We have time for another share. Does somebody want to share? Nessa R. 
Lisa D. Lisa, hang on. We may have time for you. Okay, Nessa, you're up. Thank you. Good morning, Vision for You. My name is Nessa R., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. So sought to prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. This is the goal. This is what um, we have all, what I have been working towards, because this is the solution. God is the solution. And I'm finally here. So, so what's different? You know, like I've been praying and meditating all my life since I was a little child. So like, why, why does it work now? And why didn't it work then? You know, and the answer is that, you know, before recovery, I was in no position to listen to God because the only thing that I could listen to was what I wanted. You know, the way I wanted things, what I wanted to have, what I wanted to eat, how I wanted people to behave, you know. Um, you know, I wanted God to do Ness's will. You know, there's no, there was no uh, even uh, remotely a thought of what is God's will for Nessa. But now that I have undergone this, this cleansing process of the steps, which began by putting the food down entirely, by attaining entire abstinence, uh, which removed the first thing that blocked me from God. And then going on to the steps, which removed and continued to remove the blockages that keep me from being able to listen to God, which is my own worldly clamors, you know, my selfishness, my self-centeredness. Now I can listen to God. But I, as you said, you know, by all the people who have shared before me, you know, I cannot just stay here and pretend that things are going to, to stay that way. I have to continue working. I have to continue um, ensuring that um, the channel between um, God and me remains clear, you know, that I don't let blockages accumulate by practicing step 10. And of course, I have to continue practicing step 11 because this is what I worked for so hard. Um, it would make no sense to, to get here and, and abandon the whole thing. It's kind of like, you know, somebody climbing Mount Everest and then, and then turning back down, um, you know, whatever, 10 feet from the top of the mountain. It would be silly. Um, and then, but I have to continue working because now that I've found this amazing, amazing thing, now I got to spread it to others. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a dynamic process and it has to continue on for a lifetime. And, uh, I'm here for a lifetime and with that, uh, I pass. Thank you. So much, thank you so much, Nessa R. And Lisa B., you have literally one minute if you want to take it. My name is Lisa. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, well, the step 10 tells me that we've entered the world of the spirit. And then I think about those qualities, strength, inspiration, and direction. And those are all things that I find internally from this internal rearrangement that begins to happen to me as a result of doing these steps. And it's learning to um, tap into this invisible, unseen power, but I can feel it. And I can see where it's been. I can always look back and see where this power has been and the work it's done, but it's learning to rely on this invisible strength that's been inside of me, that's a gold mine inside of me all along. It provides everything I need, guidance, direction, and it's learning to live in the spirit, uh, not in this physical world, even though I am here physically living, but it's learning to 
function in that world of the spirit. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Wow, good job, Lisa B. You even had 13 seconds left. All right, so thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for this meeting today, Friday, July 20th, 2018, 11686. 11686. So we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Deborah E. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, thank you. This is Deborah E. recovered in North Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.